Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh here again with a live Q&A with yours truly. Hope you all doing exceptional. I know it's been a long time. Coach was on vacation, spending good time with family. And so that's why you haven't seen any materials or videos on my channel. But Coach is back, and I'm excited to serve you all. I'm Coach Refresh. Coach has spent some good time with family. And now, well, Coach got to lose some weight, too, because vacation weight is something different, man. We was eating all eat all kind of good. Now it's time to get back. I'm not, I'm not big rev or plump rev. I'm just uh, stocky rev. You know what I'm saying? Now I got to get back to slim rev. And Coach didn't go too far, but Coach got to go back to slim rev. But I hope y'all doing well. For those who are watching me live, come on in. And for those who are watching me a little bit later, whether on YouTube or listening later on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, I want to say thank you all so much for listening and for watching and being a part of my online community. Uh, it's an honor to serve you all. And for those who are new to the channel, it's your first video. Uh, I hope you, as you enjoy this video, consider subscribing and being a part of my community. I would love to have you. But for those who are coming in, I'm going to post your questions. For those who are not familiar with my live Q&A, make sure you subscribe, get post notifications, hit that bell, all that good stuff, so that you'll know when I go live, because no man, no woman knows the hour when coach would go live. So I want you to be able to get your questions answered. But let me get into the chat box. I know my family missed me. I missed them too. Aries, what's going on? What's up, the humble one? What's up? What's up? Thank you so much for giving. I really appreciate that. Um, Vanessa, what's going on? Roger, what's up, fam? Simple in what's going on? How? Oh, we got first question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sean M says, how do you know when you're healed from something or if you're just numb to it? Um... One of the one of the ways the enemy wants us to live our lives is either dumb or numb. Um, he wants us to be ignorant or he wants us to be overly impacted, right? And unfortunately, so many people um don't understand the effects of unforgiveness. So what they think when they feel numb, charge my computer. When they feel numb, give me one second. There we go. So when they feel numb, they think there's no feeling there, but there is feeling there. And so what I always tell people is, is that anytime you feel a tug, there's still a tie. It don't matter if you numb. Numb means that I'm I'm hard hearted. Numb means that I'm overly, I have been overly impacted in a negative way because of what happened to me. See, God wants you to become new. Satan wants you to become numb. Anytime you have a negative experience, you have to understand the flow that the Holy Ghost wants you to go and where the enemy wants you to go, right? So when you experience a negative situation, that God wants to turn everything around for your good, endeavoring to make you new from it. The devil wants you to be overly impacted from it that you become numb from it. Now, how do you know that you've been healed? When you can honestly look at this situation, look at this specific person that hurt you and feel okay. That's when you're healed. healed. A person who's healed can look at a situation and say, it was good that I was afflicted. Because if I wasn't afflicted, I wouldn't know your statutes, God. God, I'm so glad um, that you broke me away from the situation and made me new from it. When you look at that person, you actually pray for them and you actually have empathy for them. And when you're actually able to say, you know what, God, I, say, I see how you turned this situation around for my good. That means you're healed. Numb means you avoid it, um, you suffocate it and suppress feelings, um, and you're setting yourself up for an emotional roller coaster down the road that's going to have you explode. So you know you're numb when, when, when you're hard-hearted about the situation and when you look back at it and you still feel a negative effect from it. But if you look back at it and you're not affected or you're not as affected as you used to be, then you're healed or healing. Numbness means your heart is hard and you and you have abrupt uh, um, responses. You got attitude issues. Um, you have an issue, particularly in that particular situation where you hate men or you hate uh, 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 just certain aspects of what experience. That means you're not healed, my friend. Now, how do you go from numb um, um, to heal? It's when you look at the situation and say, God, show me how you're turning this around for my good. Show me um, 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 your purpose in this. Um, um, God, help me to see the situation the way you see it. And then over time, you'll be like, wow, God, that was, that was a good moment for me, not necessarily a bad one. Hope that helped, family. Hope that made sense. Hope that made sense. Um, Andre Drake, thank you so much for giving. I really appreciate it. The humble one, thank y'all so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, Universal Disciplines also don't want to turn to porn to medicate. Oh, did I skip your question, Universal Disciplines? Let me see. Did you post a question? 
also don't want to turn to porn to medicate universal discipline let me know what you're saying there so i can i don't know if that was just a comment or if you have a question also don't want to turn. so post your question let me scroll down and see if you post your question family universal discipline let's see come back to me bro let me know if that's a question or just a comment so i can get the top part of that question Akua says, hey, coach, good evening. Good evening to you, too. Thank you for watching. Hope all is well. Everything is great. Thank you. I have a question. I want to get into this mentorship program. How do I decide if it's for me? Great question. Um, You do not want to select the mentor. You want God to select your mentor. Now, if this is a mentoring program in regards to an online course or or something like that, then I don't, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. But at the end of the day, as a teacher, my goal is to help you channel all of your decision making through the Holy Spirit's leadership. I don't want to just give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish and so that you can grow in fellowship with the Father where you're able to um, um, perceive and know the way that he wants you to go. So ultimately, the best way to know if something of anything is for you is to seek God about it, especially if it comes with, it comes especially if you're spending time or money with it. Anytime you're spending time, money, or emotions with anything, consult God about it because you don't want to uh, waste your time, your emotion, and your uh, what was it? Okay, was it uh, energy? Time, energy, emotion, and um, the other word that I said. You don't want to spend those things um, just all over the place. You want to be very specific and strategic, and that comes from the Spirit of God. So, how do you know? If a mentorship program is for you, go through the Holy Spirit, ask him. Never be in desperate need for anything, because sometimes we want, and this is a good thing I want you to process. If you have yet to be mentored by the Holy Spirit, then it's probably not wise for you to go and look for mentorship. Your first mentor, your first um, 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 level of counsel, guidance, instruction should be the Holy Spirit. So what I would do is, before I get into the mentorship program, I would just kind of say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to try you first. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go to you first and help me to become better in and being mentored by you so that I can flow in your leadership and know what's best for me. So that's the best angle that I can approach your question. Um, um, but the Holy Spirit will let you know, my friend. He'll let you know. Now, how do you approach him and say, you know what, um, take some time tomorrow or tonight and and." and just kind of remove excess stuff from your day and just play some worship music, um, sit in some quietness and just say, and just simply just uh, uh, go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what should I do with this? Leave it alone and flow with him. Just go about your day. He may let you know at the grocery store. He may let you know at the gas station. He may let you know in the shower, but just say, you know, Holy Spirit, I'm going to seek you first. Let me know what you think I should do. And go about your day. You may pray. The Holy Spirit may lead you to pray. The Holy Spirit may lead you to read your word. He may lead, but just steal your day, simplify it, and send the send the request to him and go about it and watch him let you know. That's just the best fundamental way for you to hear from the Holy Spirit and go from it. Jay Diggs, what's up, family? Humble one says, why do I feel bad about getting rid of bad people? Don't feel bad. I mean, you have to understand that anything's bad for you is, is, is you got to get rid of it, right? So how do you stop feeling bad about it? Is to realize that facts before feeling <clears throat> or facts over feelings, right? So when you understand it, you'll be able to write on a sheet of paper, why is this person bad for me? Why is this person not good for me? Why is it okay for me to let this go? Sometimes we feel deeply about others than we do for ourselves. Sometimes we feel more uh, uh, whatever about someone than we do ourselves. You should never feel more deeply for someone else than you do yourself, especially if they're bad for you. So what I would do is I will assess your own insecurity. If you have any, I will assess your own kind of internal struggle and say, do I love me? Because I used to be that person. I used to be the person where I literally felt bad about the person that was doing bad for me. And I was, I made myself the antagonist. I made myself like, oh, well, whatever. But I learned over time, yo, when I began to love myself and I began to really like myself, I began to say, they can kick rocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to feel bad for someone that's doing bad for me. And it helped me over time, especially now in my decision making, that it's like water off the duck's back. I keep it moving. And if it hurts your feelings, then it's, if, if the fact, if the truth for me hurts your feelings, then I don't got nothing to do with that. So first you got to assess yourself and say, you know what? Am I uh, um, uh, insecure? Do I have low self-esteem? Do I not like myself? 
because you got to love yourself and like yourself so that you don't get caught up in these emotional um, waves when it comes to other people. Now, um, facts before feelings, facts over feelings. So what I want you to do is write down why this person is bad for you, why this person not good for you and how you need to be good for yourself. Keep it on paper because the reason why I advise you to put it on paper so that you can always go back to it and read it for yourself. Sometimes if you leave emotions swimming on the inside, it's hard for you to really process because emotions start beating up against the walls of your heart and you're like, I don't know, halt between two opinions, tossed to and fro, a double-minded. But if you put it on paper and you have scriptures to support it and you see the facts, then anytime you feel that bubbling inside your heart, you go back to that paper, you go back to your notes on your phone and you say, wow, that's right. And then you're able to keep it moving. Hope they help, family. Akua says, or if it's what God, okay, I already answered your question. Great. Aries says, hey, coach, are you supposed to always go with your gut feeling? Also, why did Jesus keep Judas around? Isn't that an example of keeping the enemy close? Great question. Let's start with the first part. Um, When people say trust your gut, they're, they're basically, God placed eternity inside of us. Um, God placed our ability to know right from wrong. Um, that became defected at the fall. It becomes increased when the Holy Spirit's in us, right? So now when the Holy Spirit he comes in, he actually enables us to do right instead of wrong. He enables us to deeply understand the differences and the nuance of right and wrong. But each and every one of us was placed inside of us a conscious. That's why everyone knows right from wrong. A kid, a baby at four years old knows when they're sneaking around to grab cookies is wrong. Wrong can't, wrong don't have to be taught. Right has to be taught because of the fall. Now, with the Holy Spirit, he amplifies that God-given ability and he enables us to be able to do what we couldn't, especially determine and decipher between right and wrong, right? So that's what they mean by trusting your gut. You don't want to trust the defective side of your gut, but when you got the Holy Spirit, you're not able to be really enlightened on what to do. Now, the second part, also, why did Jesus keep Judas around? Isn't that an example of keeping enemy close? Well, Jesus was a strategist. You know, um, if you already know everything, if him being part of the Godhead and they're all omniscient, all being all three unique entity, three unique uh, um, individuals, however you want to put it, um, three in one, they all share the same attributes. So if Christ, the spirit, the, the son, the flesh manifest of God, right? If he has the same ability as the father, then he chose Judas, not because he was whatever. He chose Judas because he knows Judas was the one that was going to bend to get him to the end, which is the cross to help us. Right. So the reason why I said Judas was more of a strategist, strategic purpose, because he knew Judas was going to do what Judas was going to do. And he chose Judas because he needed someone weak enough in that area. And that's why he put him over the money, because he knew that if I can get this person, then he will be a part of the plan to get me to the cross. So that's why he chose Judas. But that don't mean we choose Judas's. OK, he chose Judas because he had a purpose. We don't choose Judas's. So that is the difference. Jesus chose Judas because of a specific purpose to get him to his ultimate purpose, which is to die for, for our sins. Now. Us, we that don't mean get your enemies close. They don't that, that's just not wise for us to do. So I hope that made sense. Sean M says, How can I stop running away from my purpose? You have to understand why you should live it. Because your purpose is you. And the reason why we run from our purpose is because we don't like ourselves and, and or we feel inadequate. We don't feel like we're capable. We don't feel like we're able. We don't feel like we had a lot of people voice contradictory opinions towards our purposes and people who we have high minded in our own minds have caused us to look at our purpose and what we want to do as that doesn't make enough money. That doesn't does whatever. So we don't run to it. I run to my purpose because my purpose is me and I see um, um, the, the, the impact of it. Right. So the way you stop running from your purpose is to understand that if you keep running from your purpose, you're running from yourself. And if you're running from yourself, you're running from your health. And if you're running from yourself and running from your health, you're running from your wealth. You see what I'm saying? And so what you have to understand is that, yo, I'm going to be held accountable. What got me really about my business, about my purpose? Because I love God. God has been too good for me. When I began to recognize the goodness of God, I began like, I want to give him my best. And my best is, is, is what I'm called to do. So you have to ask yourself why you're running. That's the real question. Why you're running and why you should run to it. Those are two questions you have to answer. 
Why are you running from your purpose? Write down your insecurities, write down your inadequacies, write down all those different things. And then really vent to God about that. And then God, who's a present help, will be able to help you see why you are a present help. So he'll show you why you are a present to help somebody else. All right. And then you have to write down why I should run to it because God called me to it. God has a purpose for me, purpose through it to impact someone. <clears throat> when I was in my dorm room at Oral Roberts University, man, I was looking at my dorm room window overlooking. I went to Oral Roberts University. So through my dorm room window, I could see the print, not the praying hands, but the um, um, the little thing with the fire on top. For those who know who are, you understand. And, and, I, and the Holy Spirit hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, man, if you don't do what you call to do, what's going to happen to them? That hit me. He was telling me, it ain't about you, bro. It ain't about you. It's about him and it's about them. So stop being a wimp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what he was telling me. It's not about you. You cannot make your purpose about you. Your purpose has to be about him and about them. That is what motivates you. If it's about you, then you'll be like, ah, whatever, whatever. Not, nah, but what motivates me is y'all. That's why I'm up at 12 in the morning. You know, right when I got off vacation, I had to make sure I put everything in order. I didn't bring no lights. I didn't bring nothing because I knew on vacation that's for family. But when I got back, I said, I got to check out my online. I got to check on, make sure they good, man. What's up? Everybody good? Him? Them. That's what keeps you going and pursuing your purpose, man. Hope to help. Leah Jacobs. Hey, coach. Love your work. Thank you so much, Leah. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Tanya Mitchell. What's going on? Your work has helped me to heal. God gets the glory, man. I'm just a vessel that he breathes through. So he gets the glory. And I'm glad the gift has been a blessing to you. Aries says, again, how do you honor and respect the parent who wish they never had you and say they brought you in his world and can take, man, they, they, anytime someone says something hurtful, they're the most hurt. Never forget that. Anytime someone says something hurtful to you, they're more hurt than you. So you able to keep it moving. They're the ones struggling. <clears throat> Never allow the words of a hurt person hurt you, right? Because hurt people hurt people. So when you understand they're more hurt than you, then you'll be like, man, I, I'm, I, I got no choice but to pray for you because you're the one hurt. So how you process that is to realize they're the one hurting. You are a gift from God. You are a gift. I, it, don't, it don't matter what your parents say. God got you here. He said, I'll, I'll bring her through that back door right there. Bring her through there because I'm going to utilize this for her good. And she's going to help a lot of other people overcome the parental hurts that happens to so many people. So you honor them because you honor God. You don't honor them because of them. Now, don't get me wrong. You do honor them because of them. But if they act, you honor. But your honor has to be different. You don't honor them and put yourself in a hurtful situation. You honor them in light of honoring God and honoring yourself. So what I mean by that is I don't got to stay at your house for Mother's Day or Father's Day for 45 minutes to be attacked brutally. If that if that is dishonoring me and dishonoring God, then you're not worth of honoring. You're not worth my presence. <clears throat> so that's how I process it. Right. So you respect them at 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 the at the limits or at the limits of your respect towards God and respect to yourself. The moment they become disrespectful, that's, that's when you remove yourself. That's it. So you know the nuance of your relationship. If she wants to all, if they want to call and always disrespect you, you just be like, hey, I don't pick up the phone. When they call and you know they on something, text them back, hey, you know what? Um, I hope all is well. Talk to you soon. That's it. You don't got to build a phone and listen to them negative. They just want someone to beat down and make themselves uh, um, feel good. So you honor them by honoring God and honoring yourself. And the moment they become disrespectful and dishonoring you, you remove yourself, right? Um, and now you got to reverse engineer your mental, under your, um, your thought process of what they said. You are a gift from God. Uh, um, you have a purpose. You, you grown now. You grown now. See, you got to, you got to read who, who, who's, who are them? Jesus even said, who's my mother? Who's my father? When they, when the disciple came, he was like, yo, your parent, your, your brother and your mom out there want to see you. He's like, who's my mother? Who's my father, man? They own something right now. They don't, they don't like, you, you can understand that you could see in the text that there was tension. And Jesus was like, man, if you ain't on me, if you ain't on what I'm on right now, who's my mother? Who's my father? That's how you do it. Hope to help. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Uh, let me scroll up. Leah Jacobs, thank you. George Falcon says, how do we, how do we heal? I think that's what you, how do we, because deal, man, you coaches are wordsmith. 
If you're talking about how we deal, you know what I'm saying? I can go that route. If you're talking about how we heal, you know what I'm saying? So let me let me see where you at with that family because how do we deal? I can go down that road. Or how do we heal? I can go down that road, right? How do we deal with feeling it? Okay, there we go. <laughs> gotcha. How do we deal with feeling an emptiness inside? I've been trying to seek more of God, but nothing seems to work. Uh, <clears throat> hmm. How do we deal with feeling an emptiness inside? You fill it up. You fill it up. Like, like you have to ask yourself, why am I empty? Um, a car is empty. Be- a car it has an empty tank because there's no gas in it. Right. Uh, a, a fire loses its fire when there's no logs added to it. Right. So if you feeling empty, you have to say, OK, am I filling myself with the word of God? Am I filling myself with the joy of God? Um, the reason why our tank is empty, because our mind is full of negativity. Our mind is full of something that's causing the joy not to be in the belly. That's causing hope not to be in the belly. It's causing belief not to be in the belly. There's something going on up here, family. And so what I need for you to do is really process what is what up here is contributing to your emptiness, right? Um, don't look at seeking God as the answer. And what I mean by that is the way we seek God is not the way um, or many people are not trained in how to seek God, right? To the place where they feel full. The best way to really feel full in life, the Bible says in his presence, a full of joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Strength is gas to a car that gives car strength. It gives car its ability <clears throat> to drive, right? So how do you fill your joy tank? You fill your joy tank by tracking God's faithfulness. And looking at life differently. When I looked at life at the big things, I found myself the most empty. What I mean by that, when I begin to look at life on how big God has come through for me, those things are, 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 there's a dis, there's a time or distance in between. What I mean by that, um, big things of God is, uh, oh, my life got spared. Oh, shoot. I, my wife. Oh, shoot. Children, like those are big things in the way we think as believers or promotion and stuff like that. But when I begin to look at the, little big things that God does for me, like sustain my life, like the little favors, like like, like when I get the extra patty on my burger, man, that's God looking out for you, boy. You know what I'm saying? The little things keeps my tank full because I'm noticing how God is a present help in this present moment, not just, oh, I'm waiting on God to bring this big thing. So sometimes we mentally overly consume myself waiting on God for the big manifestation of him, and we empty our own selves of joy because he hasn't came through on what we've been focusing on predominantly. But when you begin to focus on the faithfulness of God in a little things, your tank stays full. You're never empty because God is always adding to the tank. He's, but we're just not recognizing it, right? See, when you look at breath as a blessing, you'll stay full because you know, wow, God allowed me to another day. God is allowing me to live. So that kind of helps you uh, um, uh, want to be in his presence more when you recognize how he is a present help in every present moment. Hope to help family. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> um, hope that helped, fam. I really do. All right. Um, simply Anna says, "Hi, Coach. How do I start worrying about people's advice on telling me I need to be the one to pursue a man? I've never done, and I don't want to. They can kick rocks, man." Let God be true and every man a liar. When a man finds a wife, a man shall leave his house, his uh, mother and father and cleave. The, the Bible is clear on the man initiating, right? So don't worry about people's advice. You have to audit that person's advice. You not, not, don't, even, don't even audit their advice. Don't audit their advice. Never audit a person's advice. Audit that person's life. Don't audit a person's advice, audit their life. Their life is what gives credibility to their advice. If your life don't even match your advice, why should I use your advice for my life? Simple as that. So just because people give advice, anytime someone gives me advice, I listen and I observe my recollection of their advice. I observe my recollection of their collection in life. Then I'm saying, you know what? Your life don't even match your advice, so I can't trust your advice. Right. So people listen to me, people who are mature in that area of life will give a different kind of advice. 
Like a person like me who knows the word of God, who knows how God moves, my advice is going to be different. No, God has, you, you have to let that man pursue you because that man is supposed to be the leader of the home. No leader waits for somebody else to initiate. Leaders initiate. And so when you understand um, the attributes and qualities that, that God has enabled in uh, that position in regards to a husband, then you will wait till God does that to that man. Because if 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 you help a, a, a butterfly out of his cocoon, it won't fly. And if you help a man out of his cocoon into husbandhood, he won't help the marriage fly. And so what you have to process is, I got to look at these people's lives. Their marriage is probably dysfunctional. Their lives are probably dysfunctional. They're trying to live vicariously through you. And they, that advice didn't even work in their own life. So don't audit people's advice. Audit their life. And then their life will let you know if their advice is credible. And if their life don't matches the life of the word, if their advice don't match the principles of the word, then, then you don't listen to them. So that is what helps you keep your emotions from being involved in other people's dysfunctional advice. And what often happens is these high people that we have put in high esteem, we never really audit their life and see you're not even worth me looking at. Right. So, hey, coach, how do I start worrying about people's advice and telling me I need to be the one to pursue a man? You look at their life and you look at the word of God and you understand why God says that a man is supposed because I'm telling you, you help a man out of the cocoon. If you help the man out of the cocoon and you bring him into a, um, a courtship, that man is not going to fly. A, a man is going to going to be looking at you to do everything. You're going to end up marrying a son, not a husband. Then you're going to be the one mothering that man or that man is going to be so egotistical and make you cook three or four or five meals a day and bend to his every whim because he has been catered to his whole life. The man is supposed to be the ultimate servant of the home. Servants initiate. Leaders initiate. That's servant leadership. And so audit their life. Then look at their advice and you'll realize if those two don't match the word of God, these people are beneath where you're trying to go. I never listen to people whose feet never been in the experiences that I want to experience. I never listen to people who have nothing to show for what I'm trying to where I'm trying to go. If they have nothing to show presently of success and where I'm trying to go, I say no to them because people got people just like to hear themselves. People just want to hear people sound smart, but don't live smart. That's the world we live in. You go on Twitter, people sound smart. The worst two things that in a person's life is ignorance and arrogance. And that's the, that's the core of a lot of people in our culture, ignorance and arrogance. How can you be arrogant about your ignorance? So facts over feelings, process their life, process what they're saying, and listen, smile, and keep it moving. And listen. If, the, if you, if they get mad at you for not listening to dysfunctional advice, they just want you in their dysfunction. So keep it moving, my friend. Hope they help. Uh, I posted it before, universal discipline. Okay. Uh, what's your what's your question about it? Is it in between the two donations? Oh, it's in between the two. Okay, give me one second. Ah, man, I don't see, I don't see yours in between the two donations, man. I don't see that question. I don't know if, I, oh, I know why. YouTube might have removed it. Uh, retype your question because they probably removed it. Maybe you added some words um, that that they sometimes they automatically remove certain questions. And uh, let me scroll down and see if you wrote anything else. So, family, answer that. Ask me that question again, family. And before I get off this, um, I'm going to look for your question. George Falcon Jr. says, how do we deal with feelings? And oh, okay, got that. Is it a biblical mentorship program? It's free nonprofit mentorship. Oh, yeah. It, 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 listen, if it's free, it's free. You know what I'm saying? But okay. Fundamentally, not everything's free should be for you. So what I'm saying is go through the Holy Spirit and everything. As a teacher, that's what I got to say. Um. Now, as a teacher, that's what I got to say, because I do not want to say anything that may make people like, OK, everything free. I'm not channel everything through what I told you with the Holy Spirit. You should be good. Family. Um, OK, here we go. The Christian lifestyle says how to have quiet time in a house where there is no privacy and it's always loud. Great question. Um, <clears throat> what you do is my family, my friend, is to look at the day and say, OK, 
At what times of the day is the house quiet? There's two things you do. Number one, you say, okay, like for me, like I know that between the hours of, what time my wife gets up? Between the hours of 6 or 7 a.m. to about 9, 30, 10 p.m., I am husband mode. I'm always in husband mode, but what I mean, I am husband duty. Honey, do this. Honey, do that. I'm in my honey do. You see what I'm saying? So I'm. it don't matter. Honey, do, honey, do. Honey, do, honey, do. All right? Honey, do, honey, do. Honey wants me to do, honey, do. Because I'm a servant. But when my, like my wife is asleep right now. So what I mean by that now that she's at rest, now I don't take, like remember I told you last video, I don't take the husband cap off. We never take the caps off. We just move this cap like this and then move the other cap in. So what I mean is I know that if I really want to do the bulk of my work, like right now when I get off this video, I'm going to work on my book. Simple as that. I'm about done with it, right? And so, but I know that my wife is done. So I, I took my naps. I took my, did my thing so I could be rested and ready to go. Now, if you have no time, like what I mean, like if you, if everybody sleep at 11 PM, 12 PM and you're like, okay, I got at least two hour window between 12 AM to 2, 2 AM to kind of get in with God and spend some time with God. Right. Um, then that's what you do. Your relationship with God should not uh, surround your life. Your life should surround your relationship with God. So you think you, you take responsibility and picking pockets to spend time with God and God will graciously empower you throughout your day, even if it's like uh, 3 a.m. If that means you get up, that means is you, 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 you spend your quiet time either after everyone sleep or before everyone gets up. That's number one. Number two, you either just say, you know what? God, show me a place where I can go. It may be a park. It may be uh, driving your car to the nearest airport where you can watch the planes go off. It can be at a coffee shop. Um, you find that quiet place. God always has a quiet place, even in the midst of noise. And the Holy Spirit will give you strategy. He'll give you direction and where to go to find that quiet place, my friend. My friend. So those two things. Number one, after everybody sleep, before everyone gets up, in your own house. But if that's just hard to do and you got a teenage this uh, and they all up over the place, God will show you that quiet place you go to and you'll find that spot until God gets you to a, your own spot where you have unlimited time. But utilize this time to build your muscle because there's going to come times where you, when you're married or when you have kids, when you, whatever, that time is going to be slim and you got to practice now. And that's the beautiful thing about the situation. God is giving you an opportunity to practice how to find quiet time in the midst of noise because I'm already ready for that. When we start having a little essays coming around here, I'm, I'm not going to, my relationship with God is not going to stop. My quiet time is not going to stop. It's just going to be adjusted. Hope to help. Enoch says, hey, coach, it's been a minute. Hope you had a great day. God, God bless you. Yeah. For those who just joined me now, coach is on vacation, man. Coach was with the fam, went to the beach, man. You know what I'm saying? I got some little sunburn, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's sunburn. I don't know what's going on. Last time, I, when I first heard about stuff like that, I heard blacks don't get sunburned. But I don't know what's going on. But I don't feel no pain. Coach a little pillin' out there at the beach, toes in the water, waves hitting me, enjoying family. That's where I was at. And so y'all see by my actions, man. Y'all ain't seen me in a week. That's vacation time. But now I'm back. That's why I've been gone, family. You're so welcome, Akua. Simply innocent. I asked the question because many of my cousins did it and are married now, but it's out of order from God, so I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Listen, <clears throat> the people who critique your life early on is going to be are the people who's going to wish they had your life. A lot of people critique your life in the beginning, right? They critique it. They um. Oh, let me show you a question. They critique it, and then they criticize it because they know it's against what's inside of them. And so they try to get you into the dysfunction so they won't have nobody because people want you in their dysfunction so they can never see the functional way of doing it. So when they've done it wrong, they don't really want nobody that close to them doing it right because it makes them feel feelings of regret. And so that's what they're doing. They're trying to make you feel bad to rush you into their dysfunction. So they'll never. That's why people don't like me. They hate seeing me follow God because me following God and not really having their consequences makes them feel bad about the consequence they have in their life. And that's why people are. They do not want to see the right way when they've done the wrong way. That's just what it is. So people are evil like that. Family can be evil like that. People can be evil like that. Where they where people, uh, when people start seeing people doing the right things and getting blessed, look what look what Cain did to Abel. Now they ain't gonna do that to you. But what I'm saying is, people stuff just 
rise up. And that's why I'm just saying, man, if you don't like what I'm doing for God, that's your fault, bro. You should have did the right thing, bro. It ain't got nothing to do with me, bro. You keep moving. Tough skin, man. Thick skin. Tough skin. Got to keep moving. Sean M says, how do I know when it's okay to date or allow a guy to pursue me? You know when it's okay? When, when God says it's okay. And you'll feel it. You'll feel it when it's right season. Um, But it won't be a moment. It would just, it won't be a moment. The moment would just happen. Don't look for that moment. Let the moment happen. Because if you let it happen, that means God made it happen, right? So right now, I wouldn't even think about the moment. I wouldn't even think about if you're okay today. Just keep developing. Just keep swimming. Just like, what's that, Dorinda? No, no. <laughs> what's her name, Dorinda? The fish? The, I know it wasn't Dorinda. That, that's, the, that's the black Nemo. <laughs> that's the gospel uh, version of Nemo, Dorinda. What was the fish name? Whatever fish name, she was like, keep swimming. Just keep producing. Keep developing. Just keep developing. Just keep developing. Don't worry about it. Let the moment find you, not you trying to find the moment. I'm telling you, that's powerful. If you ain't listen to nothing else I said in this video, don't try to find the moment. Let the moment find you. For all my ball players out there, you heard this. Let the game find you. Don't go into the game, I'm going to be a scorer today. Don't go into the game and be like, I'm no, 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 no. Feel the game. Feel the moment. And then you'll know how to pivot. You'll know, like, when I play ball, if I know I got a better score on my team, I'll go right to setting screens. I'll go right into Dennis Rodman mode. Right? So this is what I do for those who are Bulls fans. When I'm playing basketball, this is about, this is about life, too. When I'm playing a certain team or I'm playing a certain type of day, I know if I need to be a Rodman, a Pippen, or Jordan. But I know that when the day shows me who I need to be. If I got a better score, if there's stuff happening, I know I'm, a, I'm setting screens for God. Go on, God. Come off the screen. I'm getting rebounds for God. I'm doing a dirty work. I know it's a dirty work day. If I know that, hey, I'm, just going, I'm not going to be the main score. I'm just going to be a great support. Then I'm passing the ball to God, and I and when God, I'm do me. But if God's like yo young young bull, go get him, and God's like go get it, I go Jordan mode. That's how it is. Don't look for the moment; let the moment look for you, and then you'll know it's for you because it came from God. Hope to help, family. Hope to help. Got time for two two or three more, and I'm done. The humble one, Amen. Thanks, Coach. You welcome. You welcome. Destiny Destiny TV says, Hey, Coach. Any advice on starting a YouTube channel? Oh, you're at the right place. God has led me to this platform, and I love, and and I'd love any help tips. Thanks, you, Devan. No, you're welcome. Um, think long term. Number one, um, get rid of all false expectations. Don't think viral. Don't think viral because if you think viral, you'll spiral. Because what I mean by that, if you keep thinking about going viral, you'll spiral out of energy. You'll spiral out of confidence because you're looking. You're doing it for the wrong reasons. You are a service person, right? So what you do is you create value. Value attracts value. The reason why coach is here is because I give value. Don't be afraid to give value because people don't see the value I get in the back end. People don't see the donations. People don't see the book sales. People don't see because I give value. I'm not afraid to give you all of my material, right? Because I know that when it comes to exclusive material is support. So my YouTube channel is for me to give value, 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 value. Number two, what's number one? Number one, um, don't think viral, think value. Number one, don't think viral, think value. Number two, stay consistent. I was coaching a young lady who's also in your same position. She also has a YouTube channel. The number one thing I told her is don't look at the views. Don't look at the views. Do not look at the views. Look at the volume. Right. So you see on my channel, I got eighteen hundred videos. I have volume. The views come with the volume because why we live in a binge culture. What I mean by that is you master your craft when no one is seeing. All right. So what you do is you create keep creating content. Don't look at the views because you look at the views. You're going to be like, I suck. You don't suck. You continue to be consistent because in being consistent, you sharpen your craft. You sharpen your blade. You get better. You get better with your editing. You get better with your delivery. You start finding your different vibe. You begin to find this is how I do it. So that when the moment comes, you ever heard the analogy that when the waves come, all ships rise? That's why I put out so many ships. 
I put out so many buckets because when the rain comes, all buckets get full. When the when the when the uh, waves come, all the videos rise. That's when you begin to see, man, all my videos are getting more views. So number one, don't think viral, think value. Number two, don't look at the views, just build volume, right? And number three, um, make sure you're doing it for God. Make sure you look inside in your heart and ask yourself, whose voice is speaking through me? So the three V's, uh, don't think viral, think value. Don't look at the views, create volume. And number three, make sure it's his voice speaking through you because he, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men. So the goal is, number one, <clears throat> out of those three things, the next point is I want you to really um, don't get discouraged because like I always tell people, uh, there's new burger joints being made every day, despite McDonald's, despite Burger King, despite Five Guys, despite all the burger places. There's another burger place coming up because they know that they make their burgers a certain type of way, but I make my burgers another type of way. So just because there's millions of speakers don't mean I get discouraged. My voice is distinct, right? So what I'm telling you is, is to enjoy the process um, um, and really sharpen your blade because I promise you, a boy, a, a, myself, a guy with no degree, a guy who had a stuttering problem, a guy who didn't want to write books, a guy who don't like looking at, well, I used to didn't like looking at myself. Um, I used to get discouraged by my forehead. I would try to angle myself so I could look. I've been through all that, but I realized it ain't about that. Like I told the young lady above you, I said, man, it's about him and it's about them. And then next thing you know, you'll start seeing your channel rise um, and just study. <clears throat> Study other people. Um, there's two get two buddy, two buddies a good tool. Um, Canva's a great tool for thumbnails. Look at other people's thumbnails. I'm being I'm, and don't worry about go do at the level of your excellence. And what I mean by that is don't worry about because other people's thumbnails gonna be whatever. You do your thumbnails at your level, um, be creative with it. Um, there's some people that I watch um who kind of really helped. Let me see. Let me see if I can find them real quick. I'm going to go to YouTube right now and find some people who I looked at who really gave some good advice about YouTube. Uh, one of the girls' names was, man, I forgot her name. Uh, it's coming up right now. Uh, she changed her channel name. Her name is Catherine. Uh, now it's going slow. Um, uh, hold on, y'all. It's going slow. Um, oh, content. There we go. Let me find let me find her real quick because she's definitely gives good resources. And I actually watched her growth. So she was she was just dope. Her name is Catherine Manning. Uh, let me post her in there for you. Her YouTube channel. Ah, uh, that's some other people too, but I don't I forgot. Did it post? Okay. Let me see if there's anybody else. Ah, what's his name? I just saw one of his videos. Give me one to give me subscriptions. Let me see where he's at. Great, great information on YouTube. Where is he at? 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 Give me one second. Let me give you these two people and I'm out your way. He just posted a video. Uh, yep, here he is. I think, is this his channel? Video Influencer? Yep, Video Influencer. And just kind of follow their, their vibes. Um, these are the two people that I kind of, I know I've looked at the most. There's some other people too, but I, I for times like I'm going to be to find a channel, but, um, you'll find them. So I hope that really, um, gave you some great content insight. Um, don't think viral, think value. Um, don't look at views, build volume and let God's voice speak through you and, um, and develop your vision, your vision for your channel. That's the four things. I hope they help. Coach, you are very wise and a good thinker. That's God get the glory, man. I told God when I was a young boy. When my mom told me that story about, so oh, when I heard Solomon for real, for real, and I was like, God, give me double what that guy got. Minus the concubines. I don't need that. <laughs> minus the concubines. Minus all the crap that came with it. I want to be wise. I said, listen, I want to be the wisest man in my generation for your glory. And over time, I don't know what, this thing came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, people be talking to me, I'm like, yo. The Holy Spirit uses me in a different way. <clears throat> he gets the glory, man, because, and that's what's crazy. God made sure, I'm going to show her a question. God made sure to make sure that nobody can get the glory from my life but him. 
I have no college degree. I have no rich uncle. I have. Uh, I grew up in a single parent home. Uh, it's crazy. He went. He, uh, he put me through a, pro, a public school, elementary. Put me in a, a predominantly white school for middle school, Cramerton Christian. Put me at a predominantly black Christian school, Victor Christian Center. Then put me at Oral Roberts University for diversity. And it's just interesting, bro. So God gets the glory for this, man. It's his. 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 I'm just glad. And that's why I tell anybody: all you got to do is say, "God, give me your wisdom." He says, "If you lack wisdom by anything, He'll give it to you." And make a rhythm out of it. Now I don't. I can't tell you what levels. I don't know if I'm at a, a level where exclusively God has given His wisdom because of a specific elite purpose He want me to do. I'm not saying I don't want to out there give the, the impression that that everyone gets to the level of wisdom because it may be distinct. But I'm I'm, well, I'm talking about this level of wisdom. <clears throat> but when it comes to wisdom, wisdom, everyone can get that. Because I just know that I'm called. I'm called. I'm chosen. My mom always told me. Boy, you ain't called, you chosen. So I already have that mindset that I, that that I'm I'm one of those soldiers, soldiers for God, right? And He's using me at an elite level, and I welcome that. To whom much is given, much required. Don't envy this. I'm telling people, do not envy God's elites. And what I mean, I'm not sitting there saying I'm an elite. Just hear me. I know I have an elite purpose. I'm an elite purpose. I'm just a vessel he's using for that elite purpose. Don't envy that because there's a lot of stuff that comes with that that you may not be built for. But the level of wisdom that you are built for, God can give you that. Hope to help. You're welcome, Aries. No problem. Hello, Coach. After seeing results in my purpose, the truest champ. My bad. I didn't mean to disrespect you. Hello, Coach. After seeing results in my purpose, how do I navigate through those who all of a sudden want to help out or give unmasked, unasked advice? Great question. Lived it. Experienced it. Um. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing. Uh, if you want wealth, if you want health, you must be stealth. I'm done. That's it. That's it. We're done today. No, I'm joking. If you want health and you want wealth, you might have to just go stealth. Stealth mode means you just kind of build quietly. You keep it mad protected. You, 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 you add different restrictions because when you grow, not everybody can grow with you. All right. So after you begin to see results, don't show the results. Let the results do the talking, right? But 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 you walk in private, right? Uh, uh, those who want to help out is because they want a handout. Not everybody's help is as is, is valuable. Trust me. I've had a lot of people come. I've been doing this ministry. Uh, well, I've been doing local ministry since 2010, October 30th, 2010, when I started actual like in-house Bible study every Thursday. 2010. So for about eight years, because I did YouTube, I've been doing, well, I stopped doing it in 2018 because I've been doing YouTube lives about a year and a half or two years. But for from 2010 to about, for eight years, I did like almost every Thursday, about 90% third, 90% of Thursdays between that, those two, those two years, I was doing locally and I had a lot of people come in and want to help. I've seen, I've had different teams come and go, people come and go. I've, I, and I, what I realize is people want to help out based upon what they want out of it. Right. And you have, you got to know the difference between loyalty and faithfulness. My pastor said this, I got to give credit to him. Pastor Robin Gould said this and I carry it with me every day in my life in regards to when it comes to those type of things, when people want to be a part of what I do. He says there's a difference between someone being loyal and someone being faithful. Anybody will be faithful for the right price. Anybody will be faithful if 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 you're faithful to them. But loyalty is I'm with you through thick and thin. I don't care. I don't want nothing from you. I'm here because God sent me to you. Faithfulness. People are faithful. I had a lot of people faithful to me. You have to understand. Let me tell you something what happened to me. Um, the day. The week after I I proposed to my wife and I got engaged, 60 to 70 percent of the women left the ministry. Bam, boom, gone. That, that, that next Thursday or a couple of Thursdays after that, it was 60 percent of the women that was coming, gone. About six or seven weeks after that, all the guys that was helping me, gone. And they, to this day, I ain't heard from them. <laughs> to this day, I had guys who was helping me in the middle, like helping me. We, we don't, we're, not, we're not talking about showing up. We had people that was helping me, like 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 involved, like a pillar in the, not say a pillar, but a, 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 a major piece of the ministry. They bounce into this day. 
for two years. I ain't got a phone call. I ain't got no coach. My bad. I ain't got nothing. So what I'm saying is people will be faithful if your ministry or what your results are faithful to them. And the moment that you start restricting and you start protecting and you start whatever, then people will fall off. So loyalty is proven over time. Faithfulness is proven in the moment. Anybody be faithful to you. I had a lot of people, coach, man, God sent me to you. If God sent me to you, God will have you leave the right way. If God brought you to me the right way, God will have you leave the right way. I always look at a person and how they leave. It shows me that God probably never sent them. They came because of how attractive what I offered was at that moment for them. So what I mean by that is, be very careful with people who wants to give their hands to help out because those same hands that's helping you out, the same hands that wants a handout. And the moment you start giving, stop giving a handout, they bounce. Now, people who give unasked advice, smile, nod your head, keep it moving. <laughs> In one ear, out the other. Like I told a young lady above you or the young man, young lady above you, I said, do not entertain the people up. Uh, don't entertain the people's advice who their own lives don't match their advice. Simple as that, my friend. My brother, let me see what you got, brother. Hey, coach, how did you wait to let? Okay, here we go. Universal discipline. Thank you for giving, bro. You didn't. I, I appreciate your generosity. You didn't have to. I, I, I appreciate it. I was going to get to you for sure. But thank you for your generosity. I really do appreciate it. Let me show you a question so the people can see. Uh, there you go. Thank you for giving to. I know when you chosen is what it is. And that's why even from your previous question, I remember humble one, like that's what comes with being chosen, man. And people get it quicker. People get it. They like they having fun. And you out there just be like, you chosen, my friend. Trust me. Everybody got it before me. But I'm telling you, those who get it last, last, my friend. Universal Discipline says, thank you for your generosity, fam. Hey, coach, how did you wait to lay with your wife until marriage? I'm, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's years away from me, and porn is not an option. Thanks. Great question, bro. Listen, man, let me let me keep it a real buck for you. In the beginning, it ain't had nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. I'm talking about teenage years. I was scared of sex, bro. Scared of it. My mom was very good at it. My, my mom was not a person who's like, don't do that. She was like, she sat me down and broke it down. And when she broke it down, I was like, son, you are chosen. That's what... That's what's important. It's realizing that you have a purpose. Purpose will keep you out of panties. Purpose will keep you out of his penthouse. Purpose will get you, will keep you out of his pants and will keep you out of her panties. I'm telling you, purpose will. So she put me on game. She's like, yo, you're not called, son. You chosen. And she was like, you go out here and sleep with this girl. Go out and sleep, sleep with these women. Do you want, do you want a baby mama? Do you want a baby? Like, do you understand the consequences that, that if you sleep with this woman, you have a 50-50 chance of getting her pregnant? Do you want to get a girl pregnant prematurely and then your purpose suffers because of it? When that scene was put in my mind, now, let me put, let me put a book with I was in a situation where it could have went down. So I'm not sitting there saying that coach never. I was in rooms where it could have went down. I'm talking about moments away from touching down. You see what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, I can't do this. <laughs> you don't match my purpose. You just match this present moment. You got no difference between purpose and present. Because you're going to be in present moments where you can put it down. And you got to be like, yo, if I put it down right now and I and I deliver seed and you give birth, like, like nah. Right. So that was early on. Then it became God. Then it became God. Maybe around 19, 20, where I was like, you know what, man, I, and people was talking like, you know, you in college now or people was like, you know, you ain't. I was like, man, I can't do that because I know my purpose clear. So it was my mom uh, um, who gave me. She put me. Number one is my mom putting me on game. Point number two, got me put me on purpose. And when God, when my mom put me on game and then God put me on purpose, when my mom put me on game and God put me in the game, then I thought sex was lame for that moment. I was like, I can't do that because it, it, come on, all these books I wrote, man, I was like, listen, you got to learn how to channel that energy into productivity. 
I'm going to be a realist. You're going to have moments, man, where you're going to struggle. It just is what it is. You're a human. You got to have system in place and you have to know who you are in Christ. So that if you do make a mistake or whatever happens, you know that God loves you. Go back to him. God, help me. You help me do different in this to move different from this. Right? Then God will help you with that. But that's what helped me. It's realizing, bro, people going to talk about you. But the same people that talked about my virginity, the same people with two or three baby mamas, Got got married the wrong person. I ain't seen a glimpse of their purpose. Some of them live vicariously through their own children because they couldn't even live it through their own lives. So it's not about being right. Don't worry about being right and make yourself look right before them. Be right later. Don't worry about being right now because you when you argue with ignorant people, it's just foolish. Don't worry about being right now. Just just be right later. And what I mean by that is. I'm right right now. <laughs> so so I've proven people, people, I know people who talked about me, they looking at me now, they're like, yo, I used to pick on dude. I used to talk about him and look at it, look at his wife, look at his life. And so be right later. Stay faithful, stay consistent. God looks out for those. And I'm sick and tired. I've grown to a place, not sick and tired, but it's unfortunate the testimonies that get the biggest hype. It's unfortunate this type of testimonies that gets the most attention. The biggest testimonies have always been those, I slept with everybody and God saved me. Oh, man. Everybody clap for those. But a person that kept themselves from God, okay. And those testimonies need to be, to be seen. People need to see those testimonies and be like, yo, God, what's greater? God now keeping you? Or God been keeping you. That's a great testimony. Yo, it's possible that God can keep you from falling into sexual like God can keep you. That gives hope. But if you keep having these testimonies of I, I was a hoe and I did all this and I did all that and look at me, I'm delivered from God. Cool, that's cool. We 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 welcome you in the family. But okay, you lived your life. <laughs> but some of the people got great testimonies, but still got consequences. So what I'm saying is stay faithful, bro. You wait because you got put on game and you got put in the game. And when you get put in the game, you start getting to purpose, get productive. I didn't write these books for like, man, these books be stacked in number. And I'm about to put out two more and a card game. See, coach <clears throat> went to work. Coach went to work. Look at my YouTube channel. Coach went to work. That'll, that'll keep you from pornography. That'll keep you from a, a woman's. You know what I'm saying? It'll keep you focused. Hope that helps, family. And look what God blessed me with, an amazing wife. It is what it is. Who kept herself? We both met virgins. My wife was a virgin. Oh, yeah, she was a virgin. I'm a virgin when we got married. And look how God did it. God looks out, man. He does. Hope to help. Where was I at? I'm done, y'all. I've been going an hour. I love y'all. You know I do. I'll probably do another one this week. Um, thank y'all for watching the um, little... little um, Little reminder videos. I pray they've been a blessing to y'all. Uh, let me see if I can post them real quick. Um, I had a lot of videos. Uh, well, I'm doing um, daily plays, little reminders, different videos like that. Um, and I hope those little videos are helping you all. Uh, and Holy Spirit gave me the idea last, well, two weeks ago, last week, the other week. And uh, let me see if I can find. Okay, there's one of them. Give me one second. I'm going to find the other one as well. Um, so make sure you go to my web, uh, YouTube channel. We got little, uh, little reminders. We did one on entanglements. Uh, let me see what the other one is. And that video is, of course, about the Jada and Will Smith situation. So throughout my channel, I'm going to give y'all um, just my my thoughts on my thoughts on things that happens in life, um, things that I've been thinking about, and put them in little video formats. I got another video that talks about love is logical. Love is more logical than it is emotional. And um, some good videos there. What else I got for y'all? Also, let me just get rid of this comment real quick. Here we go. All right. So Love is Logic. We got that video there. Also, make sure you check out my website, IamUnplugged.com. And on that website, you can be able to get all your resources. You'll learn more about what I do, my wife and I, and our, our ministry, helping adults unplug and students propel. Um, you'll learn more about our kids' mentoring program, our online courses, um, books. I know I don't got my internet course, so my, my internet is probably stopping some things. But you got books. You got also get your T-shirts. Um, I'm worth the weight shirts. Love is not blind. Infatuation is. Uh, we got some other shirts coming out. 
um, that I'm going to put out there. Also, if you want to book me for your coaching events, also donate if you want one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, you can also do that uh, here by going to my tab there. Um, and I would love to help you if you need help with coaching. Um, send me your budget, and um, I'll customize a coaching session for you if I have the time. And if if, if everything just falls in the right place, I got you. But I love y'all. Uh, books. got this book here called Dating Prep, How to Date Yourself and Date date you love yourself and date uh, how to date yourself and love yourself <laughs> how to date yourself and love your life forever great book here comes with a card game my card games in the car I took them on a trip with me uh, my first book that I ever wrote called unplug top things we need to unplug from in life if you're dealing with soul ties and strongholds got this book called the purpose of freedom how to untie soul ties and utterly strongholds it's supposed to be a good resource there if you're struggling with any type of ties with anyone if you got any spiritual warfare kind of uh questions or concerns Oh, you want to know more about the whole armor of God? This book right here, World War Me, is a great book there. Um, this book, The Purpose of Singleness, is the book that's uh, the probably most popular with dating prep. Um, are You Whole or Full of Holes? Really talks about um, are you whole or full of holes? Are you ready for the next levels in life? Also, my last book, uh, last but not least, my children's book, as he says, is for students of service. My wife and I's cartoon characters uh, for our students at Propel. Um, that's me right, oh, that's me right there. And that's my wife right there. And these are all of our cartoon characters, each representing um, the nine gifts, not nine gifts, but the, yeah, nine gifts of the spirit. And, and it's just interesting how God gives you ideas, even for the public school sector. Um, so don't, there's no Jesus in here. There's nothing like that in there. It's for the public schools or just students, period. Um, so we have goals and plans to create materials and resources for children K through um, 12th grade. Uh, well, yeah, um, her, her gifting is more for the younger ones. My gifts to the older ones, so I'm sure my wife will create materials for kindergarten, so third grade, second grade, but I'm more for the third and up, fourth and up. Um, but that's what Propel's for. So you can go to my website also again to learn more about Propel, our mentoring program. Uh, we'll see how it vibes out. We're probably creating more, we'll probably need your support for sure because we're gonna have to create more online courses. I still gonna work at the school, um, but we're going remote. I think after two weeks or so. So I don't know how Charlotte's looking with the school system. So, but either way, we're going to create videos. You can go to my Mr. Ezzy channel to see our videos there where I do videos for kids. And I probably have to do that even more now uh, since we're going to um, be remote because of COVID. Um, but it is what it is. Um, but that's all I got. Love y'all. Um, see y'all next time. Peace.